You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 192, The Three P's of Leadership. And this episode, this material is adapted from some material that, that, that I got from John Maxwell. And um, if you're not familiar with John Maxwell, I definitely encourage you to check him out. He is the uh, one of the top leadership gurus in the world today. He's written probably 40 or 50 books on leadership, team building, personal development. And I encourage you to check him out. But uh, he... He shares these these thoughts, these lessons, these um, three things that leaders must have if they're going to be effective, but not just if they're going to be effective, if they're going to help their team be effective. And you know, the last few episodes we've been talking about team building, and, and I'm kind of continuing that with this because really if the leader is going to be successful, his team must be successful. Because we know that um, leadership doesn't happen in, a, happen in a vacuum. In fact, if you don't have anybody following you, you're not real, really a leader. You're just taking a walk. So we can we can call ourselves a leader, but if we don't have anybody following us, if we're not leading people to a desired goal, then we're really not leading. And so I want to share these three thoughts with you, and I think it will be very beneficial to you. So the three P's of leadership. The first one is this, protection. Are your people being protected? And you say, well, look, you know, we're, we're in America, or we're in Europe, or we're in Australia, we're in a, we're in a safe place. Um, where, you know, what, what, what do I need protection from? But, but let's think about it for a minute. Are you protecting your people from bad leadership? Are you protecting your people from micromanagers? And if you're the bad leadership, if you're the micromanager, well, then the people need to be protected from you. But I'm sure nobody listening to this show is fits either one of those categories. But you know, as, as I started getting uh, promoted within the police department, that was one of the things that I noticed is that sometimes some of the supervisors or other uh, leaders that I inherited who reported to me had those tendencies. They tended to be micromanagers. And so some of what I was having to do was protect the people under them. And of course, you don't want to undermine their authority. They, they've been put into that role. But at the same time, you have to protect the people. And so what I found myself doing was constantly trying to coach those supervisors and, and to help them to see that they just could not supervised like that, and, and, and really that I would not tolerate micromanagement. And, you know, you can't just change somebody's personality, and reality is you're probably not going to change their leadership style in the short run. And so 
but 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 you need to do the best you can to protect your people. Um, what about protecting your people from distraction? You know, one of the things I see in organizations sometimes is that, you know, leadership, top leadership, upper level leadership will um, send down the line a request for numbers or statistics or sales numbers or, or whatever. They send you know, a, a request down the line. And what happens is those people who are actually doing work have to stop what they're doing and scurry after the information that the big bosses want. And I understand this is a fact of life. Sometimes we just have to play along. But as much as possible in your leadership role, can you protect your people from distraction? Can you say, you know what, these guys are already covered up with work. They're already involved in several projects. Let me take this and do it for them. Is it your job? Probably not. But part of being an effective leader is protecting your people. And there are times when you just say, look, you guys keep working on what you're doing, and I'll take care of this. That is protecting them. So we protect them from bad leadership as much as we can. We protect them from micromanagement as much as we can. And we also protect them from distraction. And then also we want to provide a safe work environment. And if you're in a, a situation where you're leading in a, in a, in a factory or, or a more manual setting, making sure your people have the protective equipment that they need, making sure that they're in a safe place. And of course, you know, this is 2018. Safety is a big deal, but but still, we can go that extra mile. Uh, I remember one year when I was with the police department, um, in, our, in my budget towards the end of the year, we had some money left over. And so, you know, I, I looked and I saw that, you know, most everybody had all the equipment that they needed. But, you know, one of the things police officers do on a regular basis is arrest people. One of the things police officers do on a regular basis is uh, deal with people who may have diseases or may have even syringes or other drug paraphernalia on them. So one of the things that, that I did was I bought everybody in my unit a, a set of gloves with a thin layer of Kevlar inside them. And, and these are fairly common now. They weren't so common then. And so, um, you know, this was something nobody was expecting them, but, you know, it was just a small thing, you know, 15 or $20 a pair that we were able to buy out of our budget. But it said that, hey, listen, we want you to be safe. And so it was just one small way to say, hey, listen, we care about you. We want to make sure you've got what you need to do your job, and we want you to be protected. So the first P is protection. Number two, provision. Do your people have everything that they need to do their jobs? Are they resourced to do their work? What do they need? You know, sometimes it's as simple as buying a, 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 some new software. Maybe it's paying for a training course that will help them do their job. Maybe it's even something as simple as buying that person a new chair. Somebody that I know was talking about that after, you know that the the team that they inherited, they were going around and getting to know their people. They visited somebody in their cubicle and they saw that the person was sitting in a chair that was 
really falling apart. The office chair was just um, had, 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 had maybe the person before it had um, you know been a little overweight or something, but the chair was falling apart. And so they made a note of it, and this employee said that a couple of days later they came in and had a new chair waiting for them in their office. They don't know if their supervisor bought a new one or swapped it out with somebody else unsuspectingly. I don't know. And they didn't know either, and they didn't care. All they knew was they had a new chair to plant their bottom on. And it doesn't sound like much, but something like that goes a long way because they're going to talk it up and tell everybody what a great job the boss did for them. And so, you know, now the boss has just built incredible favor with that person. And if he needs a favor or he needs a little extra time or a little extra help on a project, this person is very, very likely going to jump in and do whatever they need. So provision. Do our people have what they need to do their work? Obviously, you know, if if you're in uh, middle or, or, or even lower level management, um, you don't have much control over the payroll. But what can you provide for them? I mean, obviously, it'd be great if we could throw our, our high achievers a lot of money. Sometimes we can't do that, but we can uh, provide for them in other ways. You know, I mean, it's always sad to me when somebody who's who's on salary, ends up having to work, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a week, and they're not getting paid any extra for it. You know, one of the ways that we can be a good provider is by looking for ways to cut those hours back so the person can actually, you know, either get paid for that overtime or um, limit the amount of hours that they're working. So look at, look at provision. What are we doing to, to provide for our people to make sure that they're resourced to do the job. Well, don't go away. We still have one more P of leadership. But before we do that, I, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, When the Stars Fell from the Sky. When the Stars Fell from the Sky is book three in the Zombie Terror War series. And I know this is a podcast on leadership. Why are we talking about zombies? Hey, sometimes you just need to take a break and read a great zombie book. Sometimes you just need to have a little adventure in your life. And, uh, you know, this series is is uh, some, some fiction that I've been writing. It's getting great reviews on Amazon. People are loving the stories. If you liked Walking Dead... You'll love this series. And, you know, it's a nice blend of law enforcement and military and terrorism and zombies and love stories. And, you know, book three is um, really an exciting book. And I encourage you to check it out. In book three, um, Islamic terrorists uh, create, create a situation where three separate coordinated attacks take place in the cities of New York, Washington, D.C., and in Atlanta. And these attacks involve car bombs, suicide bombers, and the bombs are all packed with your regular bomb materials, but also they're packed with radioactive materials and the zombie virus. And the zombie virus is a biochemical weapon 
a terror weapon used to kill people and then bring them back as zombies. So, check it out. And you will find in each book some leadership lessons because I draw from my own law enforcement experience the good and the bad in the areas of leadership. So if you like great characters, if you like exciting stories, check out When the Stars Fell from the Sky. I know you'll love it. Well, okay, we're back. We've talked about, we're talking about the three P's of protection. We talked about the, the three P's of leadership. We talked about protection. We talked about provision. And the third P is this, progress. Progress. Progress means this. We're making sure that your organization, your business, your company, or even the the small group inside that organization that you're leading reaches the desired destination. You're setting goals that everyone is clear on. This means as the leader, and even if you're just leading a team, you're still setting goals for them. You're communicating vision regularly. And then you're celebrating every time the team hits a goal or a marker. You also let the individual team members know how they're progressing. If you're the big boss or you're higher up the, the, the ladder in the leadership chain, you're, you're, you're communicating this to a larger part of the organization. If you're a team leader, you're communicating this to your team. But either way, you're letting them know about their progress. You're letting the team know how they're doing, and you're letting the individual know how they're doing. It should never be a mystery how close they are to accomplishing their goals. People work better when they're given a goal. Or you can put it another way. People are more motivated... Workers are more motivated. Employees are more motivated when they have a deadline. When you set deadlines, when you set reasonable goals for your people, even if they're tough goals, but they're not impossible. Even if they're hard, even if they seem difficult, but they're not impossible, people will surprise you. They will stretch. They will do what they have to do to meet that goal. But when they meet that goal, make sure you celebrate. Don't just pass over it. I had someone recently who said that um, in, in his company, he's a mid-level manager, and he, he pushed his team because they had some very big goals that, that had to be met. And he said that you know they worked, and he, he's on salary, and he was working 60, 70 hours a week, and many of his people were doing the same thing. And they, they met the goal, and the next level of leadership up just said, okay, great, thanks. Here's the next set of goals, and that was it. That is so disheartening. If you don't take a moment and thank people, if you don't take a moment and celebrate success when you've, when you've met those goals, um, they're not going to put out for you next time. They're not going to um, give you that extra effort. So make sure you honor and acknowledge and celebrate those victories and and then look for ways to reward that kind of work and diligence. Don't just say that's their job because 
You know, you can, you know, you buy people's time, but you can't buy their loyalty. You know, you buy their time, they've got to be there. They've got to give you a certain number of hours, but you can't buy their loyalty or their passion. And that comes by the way that you treat them. So, just a quick recap. Protection, are they working in a safe place? Are you protecting them from bad leadership or micromanagement? Are you protecting them from distraction and giving them a safe work environment? Provision, are they resourced to do the job? Do they have what they need? Um, Is there some training that you could send them to? Or even just buying them a new chair. What do they need to do their job better? And then progress. Are you charting their progress? Are you giving them realistic goals that that, that are out in front of them? Things that they're going to have to push themselves for, but it's not impossible. Are you helping them to know where the team is and where they are as individuals? And are you communicating with them regularly about what the vision is? So protection, provision, and progress. Well, now, I would love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on these important things? Go to davidspell.com, leave a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. We publish posts like this, whether it's a podcast once a week or two blogs um, to go along with it on, on Monday and Friday. And I encourage you to uh, to subscribe so that we can stay in touch. Subscribers also get my free uh, monthly subscribers-only newsletter where we give more leadership hints and tips and also a lot of the other stuff that my wife, are in, my, my wife and I are involved in on an international level. So it's a great way for us to stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. Until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to continue leading strong.